Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Adam Rohr from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. We're doing a full intro? Uh, uh, no, we won't, but we will say, hi, my name is no. this, my name is that. California. Are you ready? <laughs> Maybe California, yeah. Dude, you dropped your burrito. <laughs> Perfect, you totally would. <laughs> Just sawdust. Great. Hairball. Brush it off. We don't have to periscope everything, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond taking the periscope over. It's Whoa. Podcast. All right. Hey guys, this is Ryan. And we've got uh, we've got Daniel Tyak here. Say hi. Hey, I'm Daniel. And we've got Bob Taylor here. Hey, how's and, it going? And we've got uh, what's your name, son? Steve Rowe. You're not Steve. This is Ariel. Hi, Ariel from from Dinosaur Ghost. <laughs> from Dinosaur uh-huh. Ghost. From my band. Steve's not quite here yet. I like that we just glossed over that Bob Taylor is sitting here, just oh. hanging out with us, eating a burrito. I'm eating a burrito. Yeah. This is yeah. our uh, this is our 100th episode. So we're doing it up in a uh, in style out yeah. here at Salvage. Yeah. Everyone, cheer. Woo! You guys, I'm sitting next to Bob Taylor and yeah. he's eating a burrito. <laughs> It's just burritos with Bob. Yeah, I'm going to eat some good. more right now. Yeah. This is actually, the, it's not the 100th episode of 60 Second Hum. It's the first episode of Burritos with Bob. <laughs> it was like a two-handed burrito. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, we don't really have a plan tonight. Let's just kind of like go for it. We've got some ads. We're just going to hang out. How many people are here? Two, four, someone just rolled let's in. Let's see. One, two. Four, okay, ten. Six, Who just eight, rolled in? Ten, twelve. See. Introduce yourself. I'm Aaron. Aaron's Hi, Aaron. here. Dude, we're good. Yeah, we got uh, we got so many people here. Everyone, say your name all at once. Oh, <laughs> okay, everyone's here. <laughs> we're taking video. We're recording this. Uh, so, what do we want to talk about? Oh, you want to? We're we're sponsored by a guy who's here in the room, but he doesn't want to talk about it. He wants uh, Daniel Dude, to read it. I'm gonna read the ad because okay. I claimed to read the ad because I've actually had guitars repaired by Sean. Oh, Sean Hutchinson. I should maybe I should just read his thing. Yeah, you probably should. <coughs> Radio voice. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Hutchinson's Guitar Repair, serving the diverse community of musicians and artists in San Diego, California. Hutchinson's Guitar Repair exists to provide a place for quality stringed instrument repair, all sorts of other crap, and Sean's <laughs> awesome. So let me just not read this and tell you about Sean. Tell us about so Sean. So Sean Daniel. is a very talented and very bearded fellow here in San Diego. Uh-huh. He runs a very cool little shop. He does guitar repair on any kind of stringed instrument. He has affordable prices, and he will take care of you in a heartbeat. Right, Sean? Yeah? Yes. And he's, a, he's a great dude. He worked on a, a funky old, I don't even remember what that guitar was. Custom craft. Custom craft. Weird little one pickup job that had like a bridge that somebody had basically destroyed trying to mod it. And he, who's, who's custom craft? It's just some off-brand, like, 60s funky thing. And like he some did, kind of, like, Japanese guitar? He rebuilt the bridge for me. Like car, He shaped a nice new little wood bridge for me and did a whole bunch of setup. And it went from a, you know, air quotes, slide guitar to a pl- actual player. And I've used it in live performances, and it's been great. And yeah. Sean's an awesome dude. Nice. Look him up on Facebook, Hutchinson's yeah. Sons Guitar Repair. I mean, right he's on. local here in San Diego, but if you've got something really crazy... I'm sure you could ship it to him. Do you have cards? Yes. 
Oh, hand cards to the microphone. Hand right cards, now. yeah. <laughs> give, every, give all the listeners a business card. Okay, I, would, I would like one though. Everybody, reach into your through. into your DVD drives. <laughs> yeah, there's a card Sean's waiting card. for you. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not there, check behind your modem. It's there. <laughs> exactly. Open up your phone case. <laughs> Everybody, uh, right now, do it. So, a hundred episodes, pretty crazy. Yeah, huh? you guys have been killing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad your partner in crime isn't here to celebrate. That. I know, right? Poor Steve. He's yeah. out. He's on his way here from work, so he said to start without him, which is totally fine. Steve worked. Steve, Steve didn't make Steve it. Steve worked so hard for this. Does Steve drive a Corolla? Oh, Steve car. just rolled up, guys. Steve is here. Hey, Run everybody! Up. Everybody, just give this, a clap for him. This is my job. this is something that we joked about when we. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even in here yet. I keep turning my head to look for him. Steve's not in here. Stop it, Cassidy. We just stare at him when he comes. Knock it in. off. <laughs> yeah, this is a burrito's good. Good looking burrito. Not, this is Cheese the most disjointed or, episode we've ever done. Are all the burritos identical, or did you get a variety of burritos? I actually got Bob a very special burrito. Uh oh. The Bob burrito. Ask her. There it goes. Who doesn't want a burrito? I'll, I'll I'll take care of it later. Thank you. I'm gonna eat a burrito as soon as Steve someday. kicks you off his mic. Uh, yeah. Okay. You guys keep saying he's here. And I don't see him. Uh, yeah. It's, There's some people that don't have burritos where they live. This is true. <laughs> did you Canada? know that? <laughs> If, does Canada and, have, and if they do have Canada a burrito, have, it's not good. That it's not me, really good. Hold on, before we that talk made me about sad when you said that, like I know. my heart like hurt out a little to bit. The it felt like we were lo- going to launch into send, like a PSA video. Should we send video. a burrito to uh, like, a soldier in, in Afghanistan? Or something? If I were a soldier, I'd want let's a Let's keep it on yeah, topic no here. And Bob's Bob, you've done a lot on of traveling. Topic. What topic? Burritos. Are we on? We're talking oh, okay. burritos here. Jeez, Bob, you've done a lot of traveling all over the world, and you love the Mexican food. That almost sounded How nice. far away from the border until it starts to degade? Mm. By the mile. It happens by the mile. That's yeah. okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What it would really you say? Does. 50 miles? 10 miles? 100 mm, miles? I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna say by the time you reach Camp Pendleton and go beyond, it's a totally different thing. Okay. Oh, totally. See, this is... Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Okay, I've had this clap. debate with so many people, and they're like, "No, we got we got great burritos here in Oregon." And it's like, "No, no, you don't. You don't." There's have... pockets here in there. Okay, yeah. Steve's here. Dude, I'm leaving guys, Baba Booey. Who's here right I, now? I walk into the room. And, what is this? A geography podcast? No, <laughs> it's a burrito burritos. podcast. Steve, burritos. burritos, geography. Uh, Steve, whatever. Steve, shake hands with Bob Taylor. Oh, oh yeah, Steve. Steve. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Good. It's going <laughs> good. Just drop an hour. I'm gonna go hit the head. Okay. Steve's already <laughs> taking a bathroom break. It's already a classic episode. <laughs> take, take the camera in there, Adam. This is good. Take your time. I'm back. Dude, we were in Africa a couple of weeks ago, and we had a carne asada cookout. We took, okay. We took masa flour, tortilla press, made our own tortillas right there. Full-on taco man. What? No, it was beef. We marinated mm, it just yeah. like you do. We had we had the freeze-dried Mexican refried beans. You just add water. They're like real Mexican Solid. refrieds. Okay. It was awesome. Got the cilantro, the whole thing. How did the locals like it? They, they looked at it pretty suspiciously, especially <laughs> the beans. Because African food is not the same as our food. Right. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not the but same. But your crew was feeling right at home. Yeah, and actually the, the locals that helped us, they, they were looking down at the refried beans, and they're like... And they like take like this little spot on their tongue, like, hmm, okay, all right, and they no, kept I, I can them. get behind yeah, this. So tacos, <laughs> little carne asada street tacos, it was awesome. Dude, right there real. in the middle of Africa. What, what were you, you doing that? in Africa? Cotton ebony. Nice. We have a sawmill there. Nice. You, now you were, we were like, working. 
You were in the middle, middle of Africa. Your ebony factory is not anywhere close to anything. It's in a big freaking city. Four oh, wait. million people. Where they pull it in, though. Or where yeah, they harvest it. Well, you know, the city's in the middle of the forest. Of okay, yeah, okay, okay. It's the ebony Carved factory. Spot. But yeah, right we're in a. The but the city factory. is not a city like you've ever seen. You've never seen a city like that. Well, I've that. only seen cities with burritos. So <laughs> and roads yeah. and sewer. Daniel refuses that works. <laughs> like when he goes to the travel Toilets. agency, is like, are there burritos there? <laughs> no, 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 I plan never. all my vacations based around burritos. Never mind, you know. dude. Going. We have a cook at our house. Her name's Magdalene. She's African, but she makes totally legit flour tortillas. Dude, that's awesome. How does that happen? That's uh, that's good right there. All right, I gotta go, dude. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> my Take work time, here Steve. is done. Let's put, let's pull an ad up. Yeah, we gotta pull an ad. Steve's gonna Steve's gonna be with us in a moment, guys. We actually printed up ads today. Yeah, no, usually that, we do it off the that Google Martin drive. looks really pretty, but I haven't read the ad yet. Yeah, maybe we should do the Martin since we got since we got Bob here. Since I don't know how long you can hang out, Bob. Until I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> okay, we got five minutes. All right. <laughs> okay, Steve's back. All right, Steve, Steve come come jump on this ad. Yes, Let me look up who uh, who sent this in, so we can. Uh, does it say? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Luke Monday sent this in. I did a call out for ads on the on the uh, the Facebook today. Well, which was. Two what are we weeks doing ago. with these ads? Are we just discussing them? Yeah, we just discuss them and uh, you Fine. know. Come to an opinion. Make mince meat out of them. Yeah, Take basically. Them this season. Usually, usually they're like. This is. Usually, most of the ads border on insanity. So mm-hmm. there's something wrong with them. Sometimes we'll find an ad. It's like, okay, this is really cool, and we think everyone should buy this. I think this one's interesting because uh, it proposes an interesting kind of thing where you buy this guitar Fix for it. for cheap, and then if you spend a normal amount of money fixing it, then you've got a really good deal on it. Is, you should you should read the ad, Ryan. Okay, let I'll everyone read, know what we're looking at here. I'll read the ad. We've got a 1977 Martin D12 35. For a thousand dollars in Fresno, so you got to go to Fresno, which uh, ruins uh, your day right there. Um, oh, whoa, Sam, 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 which Fresno. body part of California is Fresno? <laughs> kind of the that's the armpit, right? It's the armpit. Yeah. No, 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 no. yeah. Uh, Bakersfield's like the crotch of California, right? Right. Well, if Bakersfield, okay, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> All right. So the description says you guys know how to make fans, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> we we actually have a huge like a huge group of fans in Fresno in the Fresno area. Yeah, they get a, we get pretty salty. No, so this was probably sent by one of them. Yeah. <laughs> we get very anatomical. What does that even mean? Forget it. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Nineteen seventy-seven Martin D twelve thirty-five twelve string. Body is in excellent condition with a little finish checking. Seen at an angle, you'd be impressed for its age. The neck has a little Seen bow. At an angle. Yeah. <laughs> the neck has a little bow. Will need to be steamed. For a little investment, you can have a guitar worth around twenty-five hundred dollars. They're making this model again. List is $5,900. Sells for $4,650. Great investment for the right player. Check out the pictures. $1,000 or best offer. I don't know anything really about uh, repairing acoustic guitars. We, we usually talk mostly about electrics. Um, and pedals and amps. And pedals and, and amps and stuff. I have acoustics, uh, but I've never repaired them besides like t- replacing a bridge sort of thing or replacing a nut. Um, so I don't know, like what what is a normal uh, rate for steaming a neck, and what does that even entail? Well, see, the problem is <coughs> you don't really even know what he means. 
I don't. Steaming the neck. I have no does idea. He, does he is does this neck need to come off, or is it bowed? He says it's. Did he say it's bowed? Yeah. yeah. Just a little bow. Just a little bow. Just a little bow. Sounds yeah, cute. Yeah, you, you can't really steam that little bow out. You'll, you can kind of heat it up, bend it backwards. There's no truss rod in this guitar, right? So you can't take a bow out. You have to kind of steam the bow out. Yeah. Is the neck angle good? Then you have to take that neck off, steam out the dovetail. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, five, six, seven hundred bucks. Hmm. That's not so all. Bad. So now you're up to seventeen hundred. Yeah. So you're kind of well. You can in the find someone who doesn't know how to do it. If it can pay less, <laughs> <laughs> how, how much would you charge, Sean? I don't know if I've got that one. <laughs> Sean would be like, "Would you charge less?" It's cool. Uh, I'd be at five hundred bucks. So, yeah. Okay, so you're gonna. So I said five hundred bucks. Reset. Just yeah. For reset. Just for a neck reset. Okay, so you're not one of the guys who's gonna undercut Bob and do a bad job. No. Now, if I knew someone with a jacuzzi, would that would that work? <laughs> Just put it put it under the lid for an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just put it well, on like get, one of those you have to floating to, beds. You definitely have to go to the swap meet and buy an old an old espresso maker. Yeah, because you got to have the surgical tube coming out oh, okay. uh-huh. and the steam needle, and you got to take out the fret and drill some little holes through the fret slots. And then you got to stick that thing down there and soften up all the glue, and then have a thing to pull it out. So. I was you just going to hang it takes, up in the shower for an hour. Takes investment. Is that what you use, Sean? Like oh, a yeah. so uh-huh. fuel, fuel line with the bike pump needle. Oh, really? Then you gotta wrestle that thing off. Yeah. Well, I, we probably can't hear on the mic what what Sean is saying. He's saying that you use like a bike pump needle mm-hmm. and a fuel line. Mm-hmm. Elaborate system of hoses and small monkeys. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the monkeys like run the pump and throw <laughs> coal in the furnace. <laughs> Oh. That's basically what these guys do when they build acoustic guitars. Yeah, yeah. There's that's a lot all, of monkeys. That's in, pretty much what, right, Bob? Just monkeys and bike pumps? That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the other guys. <laughs> so what do you guys think? You think it's, it's worth, is this worth looking at? Like if you, if someone was in the, in the market for a 12-string Martin. That's a, it's a crapshoot, though, because you don't actually know what you're going to get. Yeah, even you know if you I mean? fix that issue, are there going to be other issues, you know? It's worth $1,000. You think so? That's, that's or eight hundred, or eight hundred. I'm gonna probably go with eight hundred. I'd probably I'd probably try and make a better deal on it. You know, you can't really compare it to a new one because the new one's just plain old better. Right. It's made in the seventies. We're set. We're it'd, be, it'd be a different thing if it was made in the forties. Right. Then, totally. Then you could add some zeros. Totally. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you you pick this up and then you just wait thirty years and then you're there, right? <laughs> That's what Ryan does. So. That's what Ryan does with his DOD collection. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm collecting. <laughs> He's just waiting uh, for But I like years. because, you know, I buy, I buy Land Cruisers on, um, on uh, Craigslist. And it's like, I like it when the guy tells you all the things that you should do to make it worth more money. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really into that marketing. Right, buy this right. for cheap. And if you do this, it'll be worth this much money. Why didn't you do that? Yeah, then? why didn't you do that? <laughs> exactly. Because I'm going to teach a class on it. how you can make money in real estate. <laughs> why don't you make money in real estate? I'd love to hear uh, one of those commercials on the radio for Land Rovers. Like, take my class to learn how to make money flipping Land Rovers. There oh, my go. gosh. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. No money in that. All right. I think this one's better off just being a $1,000 guitar and you leave it a $1,000 guitar. Slide. Right. It's a slide right. guitar. Yeah. yeah. We, slide we guitar. have the joke that anytime, like, a guitar is like the neck is mangled or unplayable in some way. It's a slide guitar now. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, throw, throw a big nut on there and it's a slide guitar. Slide guitar. Wait, shouldn't we crumple these up? Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, yeah, make all that extra mic noise. Make awesome. It, make me like radio guys. Good job, Dan. Great idea. <laughs> Should I keep crumpling? 
Sure, why not? All right, give me give me a second. Just, just, just hold on. Just, just hold on. All these hold electric on. guitar ads. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. There's a boat ad. Yeah. Let's. Do we want to go straight to the boat? Let's go straight to the boat. Why, All right, Bob. Bob wants Bob's to talk about the boat. Bob called the boat. the boat. Bob's actually thinking about going. He's thinking about pulling the trigger on this one. I saw him fucking down the numbers. <laughs> what I'm what I'm looking at is a seventeen hundred and fifty dollar boat. Read the ad. Yeah, read, read <laughs> the ad. Okay, I'll read this ad here. Yeah, you read it. Trade my ski boat for a Gibson mandolin. Nashville. Hey, everybody in Nashville, this is uh, your time to get a ski boat yeah. for your Gibson mandolin. Wait, I'm yonder those. on the Chattahoochee, huh? You got all <laughs> those mandolins laying around. Time I'll, to cash it in for that ski boat. Exactly. I'll <laughs> trade my 16-foot Glasper ski, sea boat, trailer, and Johnson 115 horsepower outboard motor for musical equipment as I need my garage space back. Consider Gibson, Fender, Rickenbacker, Ampeg, custom mandolin, guitar, jam spaces, PA, cabinets, uh, whatever you have in the closet and you do not use. This boat has 423 hours on it, 1750 cash as is. Now, I've uh, done some boat stuff with some friends and done some fixing up boats. And actually, a friend has a seven or an 18-foot older Glasper. How do you figure out the value of a ski boat? Is it by the pound or by the foot? It's a, it's a, it's a ratio. Okay. Pound to foot. <laughs> I'd say the 115 horsepower Johnson motor is probably the most valuable thing on this boat, judging by the pictures, if it's running. But it looks man, like an older boat. That <laughs> seems like a horrible well, idea. You know, if you got an older boat, then you got to trade it for an older mandolin, right? Right. I can't really tell works. though because it, it is a, it is a boat. Don't you think 1750 isn't all that much for like a boat and a motor? Man, anybody, somebody's trying to dump a boat like. For a for a mandolin or for PA speakers or bass amps or whatever they want. They're just He's like going for the second best day of a boat owner's life, right? <laughs> That's I when mean, they sell them. Yeah, the first day is when, when you buy it. it for some junk I, just, PA gear. I like how specific he is with like, you know, Gibson. Okay, you figure like an average Gibson guitar is like twelve to fifteen hundred dollars for like, you know, middle of the road Gibson. Fender, you know, whatever. Like you got get some ideas there and then it gets down to custom. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that that custom. custom ever made that's worth more than $400. No. Maybe. You know. What about those big tuck and roll <laughs> things? Like the the old school Those customs. ones are like yeah. maybe pushing 500 Really? There those tall be, ones? There might be a few rare ones. I bet that if there's one in real good condition. the furniture condition. consignment store, could you find one? You could probably <laughs> find one. They get confused with an old, old vinyl couch. I think so, if you're going to get one of those tuck and roll customs, you got to keep the boat, and then you put it on the boat as <laughs> as your sit as your seat. You know, it's perfect because it's got that look. It's cushy. Yeah, it's cushy. Yeah, the back row. You put it down underneath, and you can lay down on you it. You can play music while you're while yeah. you're out. Why skiing? do I laugh when I read the word Johnson? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a, because you're a dude. <laughs> hey guys, this episode is brought to you in part by Chase Bliss Audio. They take original and creative analog circuits and give them outrageous digital control. In addition, Joel Corte, the owner of Chase Bliss Audio, would like to add that he thinks Ryan and Steve are physically attractive. That's all. Because you're a, because you're a my, dude. My, uh, my <laughs> Hold on, Ryan. Wait, we better not say it. We had a customer with the it's best just a motor. name It's ever. 115 horsepower, Johnson. Hey, man, yeah, I got 100. Okay. Uh, no, mine's like 100. <laughs> Just the last name, Ryan. What was the last name again? Cockram. We had a customer with the last name Cockram, and we He's were. He's gonna hear this. Does it matter? It doesn't even matter. I just we couldn't deal. <laughs> we, 
<laughs> we couldn't even deal. He's going to cancel his order. So anyway, guys, this. Nashville listeners, uh, you his got order a, was already late anyway. It, you got a great deal here on on He's a sketchy boat. On a lake. I see the little map. Yep, there's definitely by a, by a lake a or a eddy or something. If yeah. you live on the other side, it'll be really easy to transport it. True. Just get in the boat and motor across. So if you have any old uh, junk in your music department and you want a junky old boat with a Johnson on it. It's over uh, there by Old Hickory Road. You're there. <laughs> yeah, if you're on Old Hickory Road, this is your neighbor. Old Hickory Road's pretty Yeah, long. you lived in Nashville for a little while. Mm-hmm. Old Hickory Road. They got mandolins everywhere. Everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Cassidy says there's mandolins everywhere on Old Hickory Road. I think we've beat this boat I think you death. should get a, like a little Greek mandolin with a round back or I wanted to make like fun. five or six really lame Lonely Island jokes because I'm still living in like 2010 or whatever because <laughs> you're on a boat <laughs> it, yeah it? like you know how much does it cost to get T-Pain on this boat or <laughs> can I watch dolphins <laughs> doing flips and whatever and you know instead of jumping onto another ad let's hit a topic or something let's talk about how rad it was to uh, to go out to uh, to taylor what was that like a month and a half ago yeah it was a little bit ago well, bob was off uh, cutting ebony in the forest for a mm-hmm. month or so here so must no, i'm a, working in the factory in the city must have been a month and a half ago oh yeah factory in the city it was a month and a half ago right something like that when was you that were gone for thing? you were gone for almost a month yeah that was was that september when you came i don't remember mm-hmm. so you had us out and you did this whole like builder summit where where all these guys came from around the country and you gave them all your secrets and you lifted up the curtain and you showed them how the gobstoppers are made and, and all that stuff. <laughs> and you were just super generous and you, you know, fed us all and gave us all drinks and took us and showed tacos. your la- tacos, mm-hmm. showed us your Land Rovers. I'm wondering, what, what are your thoughts on that day? What did you get out of it? Well, that was cool. I thought I, I saw a lot of talent in the room, a lot of sincere people. It reminded me of my group of dudes that we all started our companies together in our 20s, you know, and we'd get together. You get together to share ideas, which is another way of saying you get together to brag about the latest thing you thought of. <laughs> <laughs> and we get together and talk about guitars and, you know, we, uh, you know, walk down the aisles of these trade shows. Mm-hmm. Going, wow, look at that booth. Maybe one day we'll have a booth like that. Then we all grow up and, yeah, we do have a booth like that because we're the industry now. And so I saw a lot of uh, a lot of great talent, people doing really neat things, and if and if the, and a lot of artistry, mm-hmm. a lot of sincerity, um, great guys, um, cool products, really well made. So I think we were just there to for people to kind of, what's the next step? How do I get over this hump of uh-huh. going from you know garage to I'm making some money and doing that kind of thing. For all you listeners out there, just because you buy something doesn't mean the guy who sold it to you is making money. Most of these things that are really cool, someone's doing it because they love. Let's talk about this. Do you make this stuff because somebody wants it? Or do you make this stuff because you want to make it? Right. Yeah. I hear that. Mm-hmm. Bob, I, I know your story a little bit. What's, what was your... Well, I, re, I mean, I read, I read your book and, and did all that stuff and kind of got the background of the story. What, for everyone that hasn't been listening, how many years did you go as a, as a young man, like having a, a dream of building guitars and knowing you wanted to be a guitar builder before you actually even took a check home from the company? Five years, I guess. And that, Four years, five years. And what were you paying yourself a week at that point? 
15 bucks. 15 bucks a week. You guys can all go be a guitar builder. In five <laughs> be years. your own boss. Set your own hours. Congratulations, Steve. We're making more on the podcast than <laughs> Bob Taylor made. Bob Taylor made. Are we making 15 bucks? Yeah. People think I'm kidding, yeah, but we're doing I'm better not. Than that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. And then it was 16 or so years before you were... Or I, think 10 years. Around, I think it was around 12 years before we started making a, a little bit of a paycheck to get things going. Yeah. So we started in 74, right? So maybe by, what, 80... Six. I was making three hundred dollars a week or something like something that. Something like that. It was enough to pay pay some expenses. I was married by then. Had a wife, had a job, she was a teacher. But you know, you gotta do the, you gotta you gotta go back to those dollars because when she started working her you know, she graduated, started working for the school systems and her first year paycheck was ninety five hundred dollars. Wow. You know. Mm-hmm. That was a professional job at in those days. So yeah. and the, if the, you're the dollars are different now. Yeah. You know? If you're a teacher now you can make upwards of Eleven hundred dollars. I mean, we spent ninety five hundred dollars on burritos alone tonight. <laughs> we got a lot of burritos here. <laughs> there used to be a twenty nine cent hamburger place out there on uh, Casa de Oro. Oh man, we go buy those by the bags. That would get me in a lot of trouble. Man, they're <laughs> really awesome. Quick. Like, uh, we'll have um, we'll have forty twenty nine cent hamburgers, please. Is there anything else? <laughs> no, just the twenty nine cent hamburger. French fries are too no much. drinks, no fries, <laughs> no, no shakes, no drinks, no nothing. Oh, chicken nuggets, nothing. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, that's what you—that's what you eat when you make fifteen dollars a week, right? Tomato soup. Uh huh. Seventeen cents a can. Liver. <laughs> Dip your hamburger in it. We should. You guys should definitely do a seventeen cent tomato soup week where you don't eat any or drink anything cool. Uh. And you you just, just, <laughs> we just slurp tomato soup. You just <laughs> you just slurp tomato soup on the Campbell's podcast. Yeah. Still one of my favorites. There you go, dude. Yeah. That's, Some nostalgia. That's a standard. <laughs> if you didn't hear it, RL says if you want to eat like that, you come over to his house. Yeah, he's our he's our local uh, our musician friend who is a professional musician, and we all know how much. So, Daniel, how many more of my friends are you going to hire? I have actually, <laughs> dude. We didn't even say anything. We're at a, we're at a salvage salvage yeah. custom shop tonight. We I'm I'm, I'm hosting the hundredth uh, episode. I'm stoked to see how far you guys have come. Mm-hmm. I want to, yeah, do a round of applause. Okay, slow clap. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Cassidy. You guys, <laughs> Cassidy started that one out there. Yeah. You guys have definitely been working hard on on hustling this, and I'm I've been impressed to see how like dedicated you've been to actually putting an episode out pretty much every single week. I don't think we've ever missed, have we? Um, I mean, I'm gonna say no, but sometimes I feel like you know when a podcast puts out like a best of episode, it's kind of cheating. I know there's okay, editing time okay. on that. You but did a do best of episode. We did do one best of episode, which is the same number that some other podcasts have done that have been running a lot less. I've spent shorter more time. time edit- I don't speak English. <laughs> That's Ryan's job to not be able to speak. Oh, huh? man. Steve just got came right out of his car, right out of rush hour traffic, and got straight on the mic. So I don't blame you for being flustered. It's hard uh, getting here this time of night if it, you're coming from down there. You never know, is. especially on Friday. It took me a little over an hour. He came out of Sereno Valley. Yeah, so. that's bad. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. Patrick's over here, our, our accountant here at Salvage, and he uh, got stuck in traffic on the 52 for an hour getting over here. Um, what is this, a geography podcast? It took, it took, it took me <laughs> almost 45 minutes just to get to the 52. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just uh, doing a lot. Straight down Mir- Miramar to the 15. You go straight well, down Miramar. All right, guys. So, so here's the deal. To, a cru- to the 15. I cruised down to Miramar, headed east to the 15. 15 took the 15 south to the 52 east. 
<laughs> Took it all the way to Cuyamaca, and now I'm here. I don't have the hey, energy you, you guys want to hear a, a tangential, totally thing that is total trivia? That is of uh, everything this podcast is about. <laughs> so when I was young... I'm 60 now. I mean, anything Lord to give me time to finish this Can we make some dinosaur jokes, or are, yeah. we, are we leaving those off the table? You can make dinosaur yeah, jokes. Can Bob, can, Bob can take it, man. He's you worked, know, in LA, the, in L.A., they used to call the freeways, they put the word the in front of them. Mm-hmm. But we didn't do it in San Diego. No. We never said the 805, the 52, like you just said. Oh, man. And I remembered being, like, in my 20s going, I wonder how long, like, actually having this thought, because I would think these things. I wonder how long it's going to take before the word the creeps all the way down to San Diego and we're totally, completely polluted by the way they speak in L.A. Hey, bro, it's the 15. <laughs> we never said the 805, the 52, the 5, the 8. We never said that. So when did that change? We would say Interstate 8, Highway 52. Um, it slowly changed a little bit at a time. Reporters would fly their helicopters, get a job up there, and then they would come down here and get on the news. I'm flying over the 52, mm. you know. And now we all—you can't even say the name of a freeway without. I didn't even know there were interstates or freeways. I just thought there were thes. Yeah. (laughs) You're saying it's going to be on the signs. I mean, I think Shakespeare would be impressed at the changing of the language. This is Mm -hmm. true. If there's—if it's any consolation to you, I usually refer to you as the Bob when I'm (laughs) when I'm not when I'm not talking to you directly. So. So what I want to know is, do you really need to put the word the in front of Johnson? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if you want to make people laugh you the Johnson it's a ski boat with the Johnson, the Johnson. <laughs> I, hold on guys I'm going to take a bite of the burrito I've been doing Ooh, that I'll the do whole it time. At the same time I'm sure this just sounds awful I knew this wasn't going to be like the most like on point episode but I just thought it would be a lot of fun to get everyone together have a big noisy episode with everyone in a room make sure my Computer's charging. Not good plan. <laughs> the plug came undone. Hey, oh. and on the on the note of celebrating your hundredth episode, mm-hmm. our our friend Cassidy here, who was honestly probably a friend of you guys first before me. Probably. I knew his wife before he knew his wife though, so there's that. It evens out. I knew him before he knew his wife. But Cassidy made you guys a little something to celebrate the hundredth uh, episode oh. of uh, Sixty Cycle oh, Hum. He's gonna no. he's gonna find that in the uh, in the room. In the break room. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a while. I'm going downstairs. Which consists of a very small closet with He's a coffee maker and a microwave and no, a very small don't fridge. Don't be modest. He just got in the elevator. He's got to go He's down. He's going into the salvage elevator. <laughs> He's got to go There's down four floors. <laughs> He's yeah, in the salvage guys, cellar right guys, now. Guys, the reality is, There's is, that, in there. is that the reason Daniel hasn't made any money with salvage is because he spends it all on this 100,000 square foot facility. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually mostly empty, but yeah. you know, rent is high. Dude, the zip line's sweet, yeah. though. The re- zip line yeah. is sweet. I really like the okay, new whoa, whoa, water whoa, slide. The whoa. old water slide wasn't as good. Here oh, it is, dudes. Oh, no way. <laughs> Your very own no. Cassidy Signature Series beer caddy. I thought it was the beer is the box. So and wow. note That's the rad. bottle opener on the end of the handle. He, Cassidy is a pinstriper. He's pinstriped it. This thing is awesome. Dude, lo- note the live oak. I like I the, the live edge, the live edge that, there. And there's real beer in there. And with real beer. <laughs> it's got real beer in it. No, it's all mock. It's fake beer. <laughs> it's just full of resin. That's awesome. Thanks, like Cassidy. Cassidy. Those should actually probably still be cold, so we should break some of those open. Are they still cold? Yeah, they're still cold. Cold enough. I'm going to drink High one. Altitude. High altitude here, here in Ogahone. Yep. That's like three feet above sea level. That's striping. Oh, it's got a bottle oh, opener on it. Like a beer opener right on Dude, check that out. 
That's Open one of those in the mic. Okay. okay. So Cassidy here did a handle, a steel handle that goes through the top of this little hardwood beer caddy that has a bottle opener built into the end. Ooh, I heard the... Yeah. That's nice. good, dude. Totally That's good. rad, dude. Try one of those. What do I want? I kind of so, want to try that. Sometimes our listeners send us beer in the mail, which may or not be legal, uh, but we, <laughs> we get beer in the mail. And we've gotten glasses and stuff, too. Every time we get it, we're just so appreciative. And I know that now that we have this, every single time we get beer on the show, whether we need it or not, it's going to go in this and be like next to us when we're podcasting. It's the podcast caddy, dude. We'll have to. Yeah, it's a really cool better, caddy. Uh, somebody better stick you around did, that. Like, the work to make the separators in there. They're not all just sitting in there. No. Yeah, that's really cool. So this is like a, a little, it's the shape of a, it's like a wooden version of a cardboard one. You know, it's yeah. got the little pointed roof lines on the ends. It's a six pack. <laughs> it's a total six pack. <laughs> What's cool about it is that it's the sides are made out of California live oak with all this medullary silk on it. And then it's got the bark on the top. So it yeah. looks like it came straight from Country Bear Jamboree or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know? There I like that you knew I, I like that you knew side. exactly what wood oh, it is. Oh, some, it's yeah, it's zebra like wood on the bottom. Up kickstand, oh, is so that zebra can, wood down there? Zebra wood on the bottom. Just a, on this bottom. suddenly feels like that scene in Wayne's World where they meet Alice Cooper. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, well, well, Milwaukee, you Milwaukee. see. Milwaukee. <laughs> That's really cool. I'm stoked. Dude, Thanks, well, guys. congrats Thanks, again Cassidy. on your 100th episode, dude. Yeah. You've been working hard. So yeah, I was trying to say earlier before Steve got here, this is a, the thing that we joked about like on the... 10th episode or something like that like oh someday we'll have 100 episodes <laughs> no. and everybody was like <laughs> we'll idiots. probably quit before we'll never then. make it what a chore we'll never make it no, and here we are here you are it's actually really really crazy because um i was talking to one of my coworkers today about the podcast and mm-hmm. i found out she listens to like just you know the standard npr lineup and whatever for podcasts and and uh, she's like yeah so do people like you know, it's a small time thing. Like, do people listen to your podcast? And I was like, yeah, I was like, we actually have somewhere between like 1,700 and 2,000 listeners. Yeah. Like uh, every, well, if we estimate every episode, like I think our highest episodes are all like up in the 1,800 episode or listen range, which well, is kind of crazy. We don't get numbers. A couple schmucks starting yeah. from zero, li- like literally zero. We don't get listeners. numbers for how many subscribers we have, but we are close to 11,000 listens a month right now. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and you got a pretty pretty great Facebook group. Everyone's yeah. like super yeah. active and engaged and like yeah. really chill. nice and fun and Yeah. And so, in the last like couple months we suddenly like picked up a ton of small builders in the group that uh-huh. are like Oh, oh we've you, always had small builders. We've had some, but I mean now it's like, now. oh, you got a question about how to like put a you know, shim a neck on electric guitar. Here's three, you know, custom shop electric guitar builders to answer that question yeah for you. totally people people have been sending you goodies to demo oh, i mean yeah. bob's yeah. gonna send you his ski boat with <laughs> the johnson to demo the he's gonna trade the to do a video demo of, of bob's uh the johnson the jo- bob johnson <laughs> no bob's bob's the johnson <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know a lot of this stuff i mean we're we're just sitting around here talking about ourselves which might be boring to some people but if you're listening to the show you probably appreciate the 100th episode uh a lot of this stuff you know came from you daniel 
you know, you pushing us to do certain things and lining us up with certain people. We probably never would have started doing uh, demo videos if you hadn't, you know, nudged us in that direction. Dude, that that was just a quick. Yeah, it was good. That was like a quick little thing, and then yeah. it just happened, and all of a sudden, it, like you it guys did a rad job at making awesome demo video. And Adam over here, was, who's hiding behind a camera and doesn't have a mic, has been like helping film. And uh huh, uh-huh. Adam is like this the unknown third member of the podcast. <laughs> that's a penis joke <laughs> Adam just made a penis yeah. joke I just remember the first time we recorded over here you're like I'm going to put this on Instagram what's your Instagram oh my gosh and I was and like, like we don't have I was like Instagram. we don't have like why would we have an Instagram he's like dude you need an Instagram so Daniel Daniel grabbed Steve's phone signed us up for an Instagram and instantly got us like four or five hundred followers like, this is what I do huh same night yeah, because the, the, the ski yeah, boats. Pretty incredible. Well, the you've, ski got, boats. you've got like thirty thousand, or you had like thirty. We got 000. a lot. Of, we got a. We got a pretty solid. We got a solid following. Now, yeah. if everyone who follows your Instagram page would subscribe to our YouTube page and mm-hmm. just send, money. we could end our flipping JHS pedals, oh, yeah. Keeley pedals, steak and eggs contest tomorrow. Is that still going? Yeah, How many more listeners. We need, uh, we, we need. We need about five hundred more. About five hundred and fifty more, I think. Something like that. That's good. We'll call when it you 600. Get, when you Let's get 150,000 the subscribers, Bob's going to give you a guitar <laughs> to give away. 150,000? 150,000 subscribers. He's making promises. He's nodding. You. Look, he's nodding. He's got a concerned look on his face. Though. He's definitely he's concerned. concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I make guitars of all price ranges. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to give us a guitar to give away. It's going to be a, it's a, it's a GS Mini. <laughs> Dude, hey, yeah. Which is a fantastic I little would, guitar. I have nothing against the GS Mini, man. man. That thing is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I'd take another baby Taylor. I love my baby Taylor. I think it's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I mm-hmm. bought, I bought my girlfriend a baby Taylor because I fear, or a big baby because I fear I'm probably going to marry this lady someday. And then what happened? And I want a big baby Taylor. It's a Dude, you better it's shake Bob's hand yeah. there. He got you a wife ooh, there. Ooh, there you go, yeah. Steve. Yeah. And we knew that was completely a hopeless cause. Before that, <laughs> jeez. Uh, there's no way Steve's gonna get married. He bought, he bought her a big baby. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, it's the tailor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. So where do we go from here, dude? Uh, I don't My know. mind's blank all of a sudden. We're done. Did, did you already ask the questions that people actually wanted us to ask, Bob? Or uh, I don't know. You want to pull those up? Those? Did we have? I have an iPhone four. It's gonna take me half an hour. <laughs> did we have a bunch of questions? Uh, we had one question in the inner circle, which you can join by pledging oh, $10 a month to 60 cycle home on our pod meme. You know, I had notes and I forgot them at home. We had someone who, go. who went from the $5 to $10 that we needed. Yeah. Mention. That was uh, Kevin triplet. That's was it Kevin triplet? I believe so. Wow. That's and awesome. also Ken Michael Ken pledged Michaels. us his entire year subscription. That's right. Over PayPal gift. So zero fees. Thank you very much. Yeah. Ken Michael. And he did this after he bought a shirt outright. Yeah. So we owe him another shirt so he can have two. He said he doesn't want it. He says he just wants to be customer. We need to send him another shirt. He told me not to. He said he wants don't, to be recipient don't. number one on the next Okay. On the next swag giveaway. Okay. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do it. We got questions. Did anybody uh, just send questions them the slam for, uh, oh, questions for the Bob? Yeah, I've got one question here from uh, Jonathan Diaz. I haven't even read it yet, so I'm going to read this and learn about it as you it's, hear it. Uh, it's the Jonathan Diaz. The Jonathan Diaz. Can you ask Bob if logistics were not an issue and you were not bound by today's technology, thinking in the future, what would you love to see in an acoustic guitar? I want to see where his imagination would go. 
you don't have to. I'd just like to hear him talk about it for a second. So you can. He's saying that you don't have to answer that if you don't want. But yeah, I don't really feel like answering that. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you should. I think it sounds uh, too personal. I think the, one of the hardest things to do on acoustic guitar that logistics gets in the way of that the physics gets in the way of is amplify it. Mm-hmm. We work and work and work and work to make the next you know level of uh, pickups, and uh, we've gotten pretty far down the road. I think we're making probably the finest acoustic pickup right now, but it's it's really hard to do. So if I could snap my fingers and just wish something into being, I'd uh-huh. make a, that, but, but the problem with, problem with pickups is it's kind of like people say, well, I want my guitar to sound like an acoustic guitar, but they really don't. It's kind of like photo, photography. Right. I just want that picture to look like what I, what I saw. No, you just really, or like real. Right. But you really want it to look better than real, totally. don't you? That's why we, edit pictures yeah because you want it to look better than real exactly and you no. want your guitar to sound better than a guitar right right so you're making guitars that sound better than guitars is what you're trying to say bob <laughs> yeah when you plug it in <laughs> <laughs> sounds good when a guy tacks it hard sounds good when a guy tacks it soft it seems like know? this is the sort of thing where you can't really design for that because and everyone has a different preference for what they want out of that sound you know and the uh, so much and, of acoustic is how good it feels when you're mm-hmm. playing it and it's kind of like how you when you, you when you talk you hear your voice right. through the bones in your head and everything else and you hear a recording and you're like ah like when you're playing an acoustic guitar it's kind of a, a physical tactile experience too that you're feeling through your whole body you're feeling it resonating against your diaphragm and stuff like that and then yeah. you hear a recording and you're like that's not how it sounds yeah exactly yeah or you're like that's not how i sound like, exactly Do i sound like that i'm not gonna talk again <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is uh is would be to solve um wood and forestry problems sure that's sure. a really big deal uh-huh and that's kind of what you're doing in uh, in africa Africa, Hawaii, a few other places. Uh-huh. Too. You're, you're, I know your big thing is um, using the ebony that has a grain to it, and it's not just pure black. It's, so you're using more of the tree, basically. Yeah, and we're getting more people to do it, too. That's awesome. I think, yeah. that, I think that's a beautiful look, too. I, don't, you know, I get wanting like a perfectly black fretboard or whatever, but I don't understand why it wasn't an option to use that, that beautiful wood. Before. Only because people didn't do it. Yeah. You go back to the go back to the pharaohs and why would they use ebony cuz it's black. Mm-hmm. So they reject it. They have other wood that's got grain in it. So they right. you know and next thing you know there's 5000 years of tradition to ebony's the black. Reject right. the stuff that's not black. And and then it's not until you have to though someone questions it like I did. Sure. Wait a minute. There's a lot of wood here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're down to the last country where we can get it, you know. <laughs> So something that, that Steve and I talked about like in early episodes, um, re- recently, I don't know how recently, honestly, but I know that you've kind of phased out your solid body line. Mm-hmm. What happened with that? Like, nobody wanted to buy them. No one wanted to buy them. Do you th- what, I won't say nobody, but not enough to make it worthwhile. Sure, sure. What are your, like, your thoughts on that? What are your theories on that? Like, why didn't people like them? Um, or why weren't people interested in them? There's a... People can have, um, you know, you get some mind share in there because it's not a Gibson. Sure. And it's not a Fender. Uh-huh. And we did fit somewhere, you know, into a unique space. Uh, but guitar players are pretty traditional. 
uh-huh. you know that you know we came out tailors weren't traditional we we won sure. that battle but you know we came i came out making a guitar when i was young and nobody wanted that guitar but there were a lot of things that lined up that allowed us to succeed and you don't necessarily uh you can't necessarily enjoy that more than once in a lifetime or a couple times uh-huh time's probably not right but for the most part um i think that the that the market was pretty pretty full sure you know, it was interesting because we came out with a T5 and it sold like crazy. And, uh-huh. and we thought that, that that would do well, too. But it doesn't bother me that much. Really? It's like, no, exactly. It's just we another put, thing you tried and just, just well, over. It, it's, no, it's, it was more serious than just another thing we tried. We put a lot of work into it. But mm-hmm. you got to be able to take your lumps. Yeah, totally. And then what are you going to do? Well, you know, the reason that they didn't like it was and blame it on a bunch of stuff. Right, right. You know, I just blame it on people didn't want to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> that about sums it up, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they voted with their wallet. They're like, okay, this is really cool. Uh, I think I'll buy a, a Les Paul. Right, that's right. really cool. I'll buy a Paul Reed Smith. Yeah. You well, know? And I think that's something that is a re- really interesting to see sometimes is the – is just having that flexibility to, to, to look at it and say like, ah, hey, we tried, we tried this product. Like we put a lot of work into it and it, and it didn't, it just didn't pan out. And, uh, you know, I, you see that, you see that sometimes and, you know, companies branch out and they try to do something different. Sometimes it works and sometimes it yeah. just doesn't work. It's a very difficult thing to design a new electric guitar too. Cause there's, it's already to the point where it's, it's become standardized what an electric guitar is. It's a Strat, it's a Les Paul, it's a Telecaster. Yeah, imagine it, being these, a violin maker. Yeah, you get to make the same <laughs> shape every day. a new violin. Yeah. So it's, you guys, you guys jumped into it and completely did your own body styles. You, like, you did all your own hardware. You did all your own pickups. You did the whole thing. And I always kind of wondered if that was the thing that people had trouble kind of attaching to just because so much of the electric guitar culture is looking at something like, Oh, what can I upgrade on there to be my specifics? And then you have these guitars that are so much a finished product out of the box. And it's, you've invented your own bridge. You've invented your own saddles. You've invented your own pickups. And it's just not a guitar that you look at and like, Oh, I'm going to drop in my favorite bridge in there. It's a finished product. So I always wondered if that was something that, made people not push over the edge to invest in them. Definitely one of the things. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I think the, I think the biggest thing is it said Taylor on it. <laughs> you know? I, I don't think that's it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 you know, I think there's... I mean, Taylor I guitars... I there's something to that. Taylor guitars are known for being very well-playing guitars. Right, but it's, you know, oh, here's the acoustic guitar company. That, I mean, they'll... I've never played one that I've liked and they're all low end. Like nobody says, Oh, you want an acoustic guitar? Go get it. Go get a Fender. Right. Right. You know, well, I will say this. People liked them. They just didn't buy them. I didn't say people didn't like them. They actually did like them. We got, but, but we would sell guitars to people who call like, this is the guitar I've been waiting for. And then about six months later, they're like, "Uh, you know, I guess I just am a Les Paul guy. Right. Right. There's a, there's a huge identity to guitars. Uh huh. And you know, for us, it was uh, our demand for acoustics is huge. Sure, and we make more acoustic guitars than 
almost anybody even makes guitars. Yeah. And we were making 750 guitars every day. Yeah. And, and so we have, we have our hands full, you know, doing stuff here. It's just, a, it's an, we have a counter on our internet. There's like, we have this thing, our employees sign up to it world around because we have people all over the world work for us. And you go on and there's, and we actually have a counter up there that clicks off the guitars we're making. Oh my it's gosh. Like, you know, and just one million five hundred two. Yeah, I was gonna four, say that's, that's you know? like what, like twenty, a little more than twenty-five thousand guitars a year. One hundred sixty-five thousand this year. <laughs> oh, geez, my math is off. <laughs> <laughs> a few thousand guitars. Yeah. Just a few. It was just, it was crazy when we went through uh, your warehouse. Uh, during the tour and it was like that scene from Indiana Jones yeah, and it's just guitars. all guitars floor to ceiling just rows and rows and rows waiting to just be shipped out like not even ones being worked on they're done and just waiting like to go. eight days worth of guitars and it takes a giant, yeah. giant warehouse That's crazy, so you know we, we we started making acoustics nobody wanted them mm -hmm. nobody cared about them nobody like why would I want to buy that and we persevered and we you know we became a successful company that way and a lot of what not everything that you achieve you're able to achieve just from your own grit and gristle and hard work sometimes there has to be things that you have to be in the right place at the right time often and that not might not necessarily be a good place you uh -huh. might be at the in a bad place at the right time for example i talk about in my book uh you know, one of the, the greatest things that put Taylor on the map was that we started at the end of the best guitar cycle that there was and at the beginning of the worst acoustic mm. guitar market that we'd seen in a hundred years. That's when we started our business. Right. And I think that's part of the reason why we did well because we didn't know the difference whether we were a stupid, unsuccessful company because we didn't know what we were doing or because the market was bad. It's kind of like El Nino, global warming. You decide. Right. But we have hurricanes. <laughs> coming up the gulf <laughs> right, you know? right i'm not sure which one it is so we were not being successful in those days part of it but what it did do is it brought big companies down to our size uh-huh martin gibson guild they were all making lots of guitars and the next thing you know gibson and guild weren't even in business making guitars and martin went down to less than a tenth of what they were making so that when the market turned around guess what we were the size of martin yeah totally and that happened through shrinkage yeah on their part it, it, the bad market didn't hurt us because we were already mostly dead. Uh huh. Bob, could we refer to it as the shrinkage? <laughs> the shrinkage. <laughs> Thank the shrinkage. You. Let's talk Just about keep it shrinkage. on track here, buddy. <laughs> Come so, on, so the thing is, you know, we get to a point where we we make these hybrid guitars, the T5s, which is a very successful guitar. Make mm -hmm. a lot of it. Um, we work on pickups. We have some neat technology. It's worth it. And we were quite excited about what we were doing there, but. Um, I would say it's it's hard to make something that's different and make something that's the same uh -huh. at the same time. Right. Yeah, totally. They can't be both at the same time. Yeah. Well, I think your electrics are really solid instruments, and they could be the, the sort of thing that, you know, someone picks up in a pawn shop now, and then 20 years they're famous, and then everyone's got to have one sort of thing. And then, you know, could Taylor, totally happen. Taylor will be reissuing them. And no one will be happy because they're not like the originals. And, you know, it'll be this whole thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think they're, I think they're uh, you know, obviously a great playing guitar, obviously well-designed enough. Uh, they're not weird like, you know, like Ovation's shots at, at electrics or anything like that. You know, other acoustic manufacturers. Hey, don't who, you dare talk bad about the breadwinner. 
you know, I, I think that, I think they were pretty legit guitars. They weren't weird. No, they're not weird at all. They were, they might have been too clean and shiny. Today's age, everyone's kind of all vintage sure. minded, and you know, even even people that play Fenders, you're seeing them play all of the off. You know, you, you're seeing more people drag guitars out of pawn shops and play, you know, Mustangs or something. When I was uh-huh. when I was uh, in my 30s, nobody played that guitar yeah. ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. That would be like that's yeah. the only thing you can get. And now people show up with it all the time. These they pay you, big money for them too. They pay big money for them. Yeah, you'd see an Explorer now and then, and now you it's, you've got to have one if you have guitars uh-huh. and you play it in front of people. And and so uh, you know our guitars probably was probably a little too clean and shiny. Probably should have had aftermarket pickups on it. Should have. Had all of those types of things, but if I'd have done all those things, I still think people wouldn't have bought them. Sure, that's my, sure. that's my, my prediction, my prediction of the past. <laughs> <laughs> my prediction of the past. A different past, a different story. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the market wasn't really ready for. The 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 dealers were boy they wanted yeah. the guitars they bought them, but then. They didn't sell them. Yeah, I remember going down to Guitar Trader and there being a bunch of them around. And I'd mm. sit down and play them and all. And that I, was when I was a poor college student. And I was like, I would look at them and be like, I could never afford one of these guitars. Yeah, they were, they were also expensive. Yeah, yeah. But for the time anyways, you know, I mean, people are dropping all kinds of thousands of dollars on electric guitars right now from all kinds of builders, uh, which is an interesting scene. But yeah, but, and by the way, for people who are listening that are into guitar making, electric guitars are hard to make. They're not really easier than acoustic, so. Why is that? Because I've done a bunch of parts guitars, and I, I can't, like, draw a straight line. So <laughs> <laughs> I've done a bunch of weird stuff. You can't draw a straight line? But I, Don't you, know, you draw straight lines? I can draw no, great I'm, curvy I'm lines. I'm all scribbly. I'm a, I'm a graphic designer. Hold on. For, let me, let me interrupt for one second, Ryan. Okay, interrupt me. Doug, Doug Cower, you met Doug at the event. Mm-hmm. He jumped on, and uh, he wanted to know if any – he was just jumping on Periscope here. I'm recording – um, Am I periscoping? You're we're getting periscoped right now. There I, are people watching you live, Bob. It's like we're in a I'm submarine. It's a it's like a time warp because they're watching you live right now, but they're going to hear you in like a week, like two weeks, so, like two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> wow. So D- Doug wanted to know if anything from you, the development of the acu- the electric series carried over into the acoustic series. Like you guys were working hard to develop something new in the electric series. Did any of those? elements kind of care like oh we could implement this on the acoustics not really not, not much really. i mean we use the same basic guitar building tenants you know um we build guitars more precise and accurate than other people do for example you know you have a adjustable bridge on a electric guitar and so people think that they've got to adjust their bridge to get the intonation right that's nonsense you know we put our bridges in a jig and put the individual saddles where they went right and then we put them on the guitar and then the intonation was perfect just like we drop a saddle into a guitar it's got intonation built into it we don't adjust the height we we don't make it higher we don't make it lower our guitar our acoustics just fit and so we actually it's almost more the way it was almost more the other way around in, in a way we felt like hey electric players now you can finally have an, an electric that plays as good as your acoustic Right, because you know, people were used to having great intonation on tailors and great necks and straight necks and good fretwork, and we brought a lot of that into electric guitars. Thinking people appreciate it a lot, but but people are so predisposed to 
adjusting everything. Yeah. You're like, don't adjust it. We adjusted it. It's actually perfect. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to just screw that screw, and then I want to take it to a tech to put it back. Uh -huh. exactly. maybe, maybe the reason the Taylor Electric line didn't take off was because electric guitars were just used to crappy guitars, <laughs> and you built them too good. Going back to the, the offset it's thing, which is like a huge <laughs> thing now. Everyone wants a Mustang. Everyone wants a Jaguar or a Jazzmaster or something like that. And it's all being facilitated by the existence of mastery bridges now, which makes <laughs> which makes these guitars playable. Because before, like that, unless you're using the strings that Leo Fender intended on him, which is like the heavy flat wounds or whatever, to hold that that jangly little bridge down, you're just going to have a horrible time with your uh, with your Jaguar or your Mustang or some of like us that. like having a horrible time with our guitars <laughs> yeah I think some people think it should be a fight right they want to fight it but it's like I you know I miss I'm a surf rock guy I enjoy those sounds I had a Jaguar I just couldn't get into it the feel was off to me I've been too spoiled by modern playing guitars that feel a certain way uh, so I couldn't get into it and I get you know the look of them. I understand why people like the look of these guitars. I have a tough time uh, getting into like a Jazzmaster or a, definitely not a Mustang. I don't think I'll ever own a full Mustang, just because the whole bridge and tremolo section is so wonky and so hard to dial there, in. There is a guy on Offset Guitars on Facebook. You know Offset Guitars. Yeah, yeah. That I think. Nah, I'm not gonna say anything, but. I <laughs> <laughs> welcome great, to the, great segment, Steve. Uh, welcome, to the, welcome to the podcast. Steve's not going to say anything. <laughs> I, I, I've gotten in some. I've gotten in some. Hey, what did you think of that? Uh, part one of the 100th episode out there at Salvage Custom, sitting around talking to Daniel Tyak, Bob Taylor, and Steve, and me. And also a few other people jumped on the mic randomly, which is great. And you got to hear the big crowd back there. Everyone was having a real good time, hanging out, drinking the beers, eating burritos. It was just fun for everyone. Uh, we're going to have two more parts to this episode. We recorded almost three hours of material. So make sure you, uh, you listen in the next two weeks or, you know, whenever in the future, whenever you are. You could be listening to this uh, 20 years from now. Who knows how this is going to go. So just make sure you check out the next two episodes when they come out. Uh, it's going to be a lot more fun. It's going to be really chaotic. We break from our format a little bit, but I think you guys are going to love it. All, all you super fans. Um, and, you know, thanks to you guys for listening for pretty much two years now. A hundred episodes is, is a pretty big deal. We never thought we would get here. Thanks so much for every, to everyone who supported us. Uh, I want to thank Hutch and Sons Guitar Repair. Check them out at hutchandsonsrepair.com. Uh, you know, a local repair shop here in San Diego. Really, Sean's a really great guy. Repairs all of Daniel Tyus guitars, so he must be good. Uh, I know he's local, but if you've got something really important and you need a skilled guy to look at it, it might be worth shipping it to him. So might as well look into it. Uh, also want to thank salvage custom obviously for having us out and hosting us i know they had to clean the whole shop up just so we could be in there and they hosted the whole shebang there's you know 15 or so people there hanging out until probably like 10 o'clock at night so that's a that's a big deal it's it's really neat to have uh, a space where we can go do that sort of thing and have people who are so enthusiastic about the show 
I think that's all I've got to say. Oh, we've got a song here from uh, Isaac Vining that's all about the show. I hope you enjoy it. It's going to play right after this next message from Steve about one of our other sponsors. This episode was brought to us by CoSonic. Uh, check out CoSonic.com. Actually, send that link to your wife with the pedals that you want for Christmas. Because it's Christmas time, and let's be honest, you want pedals. Thanks to CoSonic for uh, sponsoring us for this episode. Um, Jody has been a huge supporter of us uh, through our first 100 episodes. So uh, just thanks uh, again. Check out CoastSonic.com. or whatever.